Today, we discuss Jesse Smollett's conviction over a faked hate crime. And we're also discussing why we're discussing Jesse Smollett's conviction over a faked hate crime. The fact of the matter is, dads matter. And we're going to discuss, is 007 now going to be non-binary? And what does that even mean? Plus, mask mandates are come back, coming back as COVID is never going to go away. Welcome to your favorite night of the week. The Deep End is finally back on Tim Hash Live. Oh, guys, I'm so sorry that we have not had a show for three weeks now, but we're finally back. It is episode 12 of season five on the deep end. I am your humble host on the channel, Tim Hatch Live over here at youtube.com slash Tim Hatch Live. If you trust me to bring you content that's good before you watch it, click that like button and then also click that subscribe button and give the beard some love. And then also that notification bell. That way you always get notified on your smartphone when we go live. So it, it seems like COVID-19 is never going away. Well, at least the government imposing their mandates on you is never going away. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, they're back uh, in the great state of California and New York. The governors have reimposed indoor mask mandates. Why? Because of Omicron. Omicron. How many people have died from Omicron? One, yet it's time for all of you to suspend your civil liberties and mask up indoors, no matter what. COVID is never going away. This is unbelievable. In New York, violators of the mask mandate could face fines up to $1,000, even though there's a lot of evidence that masks don't actually work. <laughs> it doesn't matter. What, matter. what does science matter? The government's having a field day with power. You know, this politicization, too, of COVID-19, it really should start to wear on you. A couple of weeks ago, six weeks ago, actually, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida was, quote, unquote, quote, fact-checked over the idea that vaccinated people without boosters would be declared unvaccinated and lose their jobs. And everybody said, ridiculous, ridiculous. Okay, well, in steps George Washington University to demand that their students and faculty get COVID boosters or not return to campus for the spring semester. <laughs> it's just amazing how often the fact checkers aren't factual. And there was a report out, I think yesterday, that the fact checkers of Facebook, that Facebook actually um, testified to Congress under oath that they're actually just opinionated columnists themselves. So the fact checkers are opinionated fact checkers. Okay, makes sense. Um, there's a problem because it seems like the federal government, the media, and big tech, and the university systems are all working together to control your life. And it's never going to end. I give you case in point. Twitter will now ban users that repeatedly claim vaccinated people can spread COVID. This is a new rule change. By the way, Twitter has a new uh, CEO, Jack Dorsey, stepped down, instepped the CTO or whatever, and he seems worse than Jack Dorsey on limiting free speech on the platform. So this is straight from their help center, COVID-19 misleading policy information, uh, information policy. Uh, number three on the list, they consider that they're, they're going to ban false or misleading information regarding the safety or science behind approved or authorized COVID-19 vaccines, such as that the vaccines will cause you to be sick, spread the virus, 
or would be more harmful than getting COVID-19. And they're going to ban people who make false or misleading claims that people who have received vaccine can spread or shed the virus to unvaccinated people. So they're going to ban people who state facts on Twitter, such as vaccinated people can spread the virus. Nothing to see here, folks. Totally fine. <laughs> oh, the news media, the big tech companies. Oh my gosh, it's all they're all working together. Isn't it obvious by now that there's really a system, the George Orwellian kind of system that's taking over? The world is coming from all these angles to control your life and limit your freedoms. What is it about these people that hate you having freedom? And then, and then again, the Omicron cases in the U.S., uh, the, even CNN Health has to report that they're mostly mild. Oh, and by the way, 79% of them appeared in vaccinated people who had received boosters just a few weeks before exposure. They should have had the maximum level of immune protection, and 80% of the cases of Omicron are amongst the vaccinated and boosted. Hello? Nothing to see here either, folks. All this on top of the fact that youth depression and anxiety doubled during the pandemic, according to CNN. New, anal new analysis finds. There is something crazy going on, and I am so sick of talking about COVID-19. In fact, I think I started doing Deep End News uh, more predominantly in my channel because of COVID-19. It's just ridiculous. It never ends, it seems like. There's no way out. Yeah, there's just no way out, Joe, and you're kind of making it worse because you're the puppet that helps all these big tech conglomerates, big university, big media people foist this upon us. And more and more boosters, like boosters, boosters, never-ending boosters, too. COVID's not going away. Boosters aren't going away. It's almost as if the people who are telling us to get boosters and get vaccinated have large sums of Pfizer and Moderna stock in their portfolio, investment portfolio. I don't know. Not making a claim here. Don't want to get booted off YouTube. By the way, like and subscribe just in case we do. But the fact of the matter is something is in the water. And governments rarely ever give up control once they have it. You need to learn this lesson. Hopefully a whole generation is going to learn this lesson and shift more towards freedom and liberty again. I don't know. I had a friend, we were talking about this the other day, and I want to quote something that he said. If you're in the pharmaceutical or health or medical industry, he said, quote, you don't make money on dead people and you don't make money on healthy people. So the key is to make healthy people think they might soon be dead people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how you keep this engine running. That's how you keep the wheels turning, the economic wheels, the power wheels, the authority wheels, the keeping people in place wheels. And it's not looking like there's going to be any let up of the gas pedal of the COVID panic anytime soon. I used to have an acronym for fear. Christian pastors used to say it all the time. Fear, F-E-A-R, was false evidence appearing real. Now I think it's fabricated evidence applied regularly. F-E-A-R. Anyway, let's get into some ridiculous news. Ridiculous. So this happened. A guy named Nick Stanley caught Joel Osteen outside of a restaurant. We talked about Joel Osteen last week on the channel. 
And he asked for a picture with the preacher. And this is a picture of them taking the picture. But evidently, the guy was taking a TikTok video. And on the TikTok video, he says, you know, you're a piece of SHIT, right? To Joel Osteen on camera. Joel laughs awkwardly and he walks away. Now this kid gets all kinds of attention for this stunt. I mean, honestly, the guy, Joel Osteen, you know, I know he's he's a lightning rod. He's you either love him or hate him. <clears throat> and this guy gets 6 million views on this video. Then he gets fired from his job over the video. Then he launches two GoFundMe campaigns for homeless shelters uh, in L.A. and in Houston on his notoriety. And I don't know how we got here. I don't know. Are we really this hateful as a culture that we start funds to help the homeless because we got notoriety hating someone in full view of the world? Is this where we want to be? I mean, here, the, the, the funny thing about it all is... Did you hear what Joel Osteen said about the whole event? Did you hear what he said? Nothing. Which is probably the wisest thing he could have done. Don't respond to this crap. Don't give people more attention than they deserve. Joel not, might not be your cup of tea. And I know many people think he's a false teacher. I don't necessarily think that he's a total false teacher. I really don't. Uh, some people are going to take issue with that. Maybe I'll do a segment on that on the deep end someday of what, why I don't think so. Jesus did say anyone who's not against us is for us. He also did say anyone who's not for us is against us. So he said both things. But I'm not about to hate someone who claims to love Jesus and declares that Jesus is Lord just because I want to make myself feel better about my theology. Anyway, first they find the $400,000 from the plumber in the wall, and now he's TikTok bombed. This guy can get no breaks. My heart goes out to you, Joel, if you're watching. <laughs> All right. Now, continuing with ridiculous news, Jussi Smollett, or as Dave Chappelle says, Jussi Smollett, was convicted on five of six counts of faking a hate crime in Chicago in 2019. If you don't know the story, he paid some Nigerian guys, some friends of his, I guess, one of them a gay lover of his, to stage this hate crime attack, put a noose around his neck, pour bleach on him, and wear MAGA hats, Make America Great Again hats, and say, this is MAGA country, call them all kinds of uh, homose homophobic and gay-phobic or whatever, slurs. Uh, so the story didn't add up right away. Even the police chief who arrested Justice Molay says that the untouched Subway sandwich was evidence of a hoax. Uh, lots and lots to this story that were ridiculous, like the fact that he paid the two guys with a check. <laughs> you don't pay people that you're going to... Uh, hire to fake a hate crime toward you with a check. That's just not something you do. What do you put in the memo line? What do you, fake hate crime. Like, I mean, it's ridiculous. Anyway, uh, he kept a noose around his neck until the police got there. Okay, the, t the subway sandwich was untouched. And the uh, other thing was that he went out at 2 a.m. in the middle of a snowpocalypse in the city of Chicago in January to go to subway. Again, if you ever watched the, the Dave Chappelle take on that, it's hilarious. Filthy, again, but hilarious. It received a ton of attention. Uh, he received a ton of attention. Everybody logged on Twitter to give them, give him thoughts, prayers, condolences. Kamala Harris, Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, AOC, Lori Lightfoot, Mayor of Chicago, Cory Booker, Eric Swalwell, Rashida Tlaib, Joanne Reed. I mean, you know, the usual liberal progressives, you know, foisting the homosexual agenda on us incessantly. But even President Trump offered his sympathies. And the question is, why did he do it? Why, Jesse? Why did he do it? And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why I want to discuss 
this whole case. I don't want to harp on Jesse Smollett. I want to answer today from a pastoral perspective of why he did it. And that brings me to the deep end commentary. When you don't know what to do. The deep end commentary today is simple. Here it is. And I am taking a big risk by saying this out loud on a public forum. Are you ready? Men are necessary. Yes, men. And by that, I mean biological males born with a penis are necessary. And this is almost hate speech today. But this, my friend, is why I think that Jussie Smollett, or Jussie Smollett, I'm sorry if I'm slaughtering his name. I don't know how to say it. Are necessary. And by men, I mean dads. Okay, go to Wikipedia, search Jesse Smollett. You'll find this. This is what I did. It took me three seconds on his Wikipedia page. Look at it. Highlight a portion there. His father was absent from his life for a significant portion of his childhood. Dads matter, ladies and gentlemen. And we are seeing the scriptures come to pass in our day and age. The mass confusion of human sexuality, the lies being foisted upon children in the public school systems and the university systems of our culture, the handing over of our culture from a culture that used to represent uh, family values and tr the traditional mother-father relationship to a culture that has abdicated the foundations of the Judeo-Christian ethic and it gone over to a muddy, sandy foundation of sexual morality, redefinition of the family, and even biology. We have been shifting over in this direction for 60-some-odd years. And Jussie Smollett is just another example of the fact that kids need a dad. They need a dad. Because if they don't have a dad, they don't get the attention that they desperately need from a father figure. And they will find that attention from anywhere else any way that they can and i really think that that's what the problem is here i think that's what happened here you don't stage a fake hate crime you don't stage a hate crime against yourself uh, the, the reports are that he didn't feel like he was being taken seriously over some hate email that he got which again that's even questionable now and then secondly that he didn't feel like he was making enough money from his show Empire. And I mean, like, he's making $100,000 an episode. That's not enough. And I think about this. If you don't have a dad, it isn't enough. I really think that this is the problem. I found the real virus. The, the virus that's threatening our country far more, uh, far more powerfully or potently than COVID-19 is this virus. Number of U.S. households with married couples and children falls to a record low. This is from Bloomberg News. The, the report says only 46% of children in the United States fit this description, with, with, with roughly one quarter of all children today being primarily raised by single mothers. The breakdown of the family is so widespread that psychologists have labeled millennials the, quote, fatherless generation, end quote. Dads matter, ladies and gentlemen. And if you don't believe that, Open your eyes. The last two verses of the Old Testament bear this out. But before we get there, I want to go over some more statistics with you because they matter. 
And what we're seeing, what we're seeing here today in our generation is the abdication of fatherhood by males, the the promotion of homosexuality as normative and healthy and natural by our culture, and the embrace of abhorrent activity sexually and biologically in our culture as a result. Look at the numbers. 65% of children live with two married parents. 46% live with an original intact family. That's less than half. 39.8% of children today are born to unmarried women. And as many as 50% or 24.7 million kids in the U.S. don't live with a biological father. And fathers matter. Look, how does God, in his word, choose to illustrate himself for us? God's not a man or a woman. He's God. He's spirit. But what does he say? I'm father. How does Jesus teach us to talk to him? Say, our father. We're supposed to be a family of people adopted into the family of God who is our father. In all of the scriptures, fatherhood and men are promoted, celebrated, are something to be admired and admonished in culture. I'll take you to Malachi chapter 4, the last two verses of the Old Testament. Verse 5, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord, and he will turn the hearts of what? Fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their what? Fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. Other translations say a curse. But think about how important it is that the last thing that God says in his first testament, in the first you know, section of the Bible, is fathers need to love their children and children need to love their fathers or else the land's under a curse. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what we are. America is under a curse. I was uh, reminded of a UFC fighter. He won a championship bout and they put the microphone in his face at the end of the fight. And they said, what do you have to say for yourself? You just won the UFC championship. And the words that came out of his mouth were, were these. Uh, yes, dad, I did amount to something after all. Those were the words that he had to say as soon as he won the championship. Why? Fathers matter. You think, you think Malachi is being pretty stern here? There's going to be a curse on the land if fathers and children don't have a good relationship. Look at what 1 Timothy 5.8 says. It says, if anyone doesn't provide for his fellow, I mean, for his relatives, and especially for the members of his household. By the way, the, the word his is intentional. It's a masculine pronoun in the original language. It says, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So if you don't provide for your children, men, if you don't provide for your house, if you leave your children, if you divorce your wife, if you walk out on them, don't call yourself a believer. You've denied the faith. 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Be watchful. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. We need to stop telling uh, boys to be soft. They need to be strong. This whole idea of toxic masculinity, I get it. Men have done considerable damage over the course of human history. But the answer to that is not to make men weak and soft. It's to make men strong in the things that matter, such as marrying a woman and being faithful to her and providing for her and protecting her and raising children into adulthood and not just into adulthood but into spiritual maturity ephesians 6 verse 4 fathers do not provoke your children to anger but bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the lord fathers do this not mothers but our culture seems bent 
on dissolving gender norms into some non-binary utopia. Why is that? I give you another article. This from uh, the post-millennial. Just look at what's going on. Again, the medical community, the scientific community have been hijacked by powers that are far more uh, corrupt than we realize. From the post-millennial, check this study, check this headline out. Study hides dangers of giving biological females high doses of testosterone, endocrinologist suggests. So I read the article, you can read it yourself, and it basically shows that, that red blood cell counts spike in girls who receive testosterone treatments. Hello, they're not supposed to have it, right? And they hid that information. The, the data actually backed up a 1994 study regarding testosterone treatments being given to young teenage girls. And they decided this time, because the data didn't match the narrative, we're going we're gonna to hide, we're going to bury the data. What happens to the young girls with these testosterone treatments? They are far higher, they have far higher risks of heart attack and heart disease as 20-year-olds. But yeah, let's keep pushing the narrative to dissolve gender altogether. And let me ask this question. What is really going on when a child believes that they are, quote, in the wrong body? Because that's what gender dysphoria is all about, right? Gender dysphoria is a child, a boy believes that he's in a girl's body or a girl believes that she's in a boy's body, whatever. I mean... They're in the wrong body. You know what I mean? What is that? Like, think about this spiritually speaking. How does a human being even know what it's like to be in the wrong body unless they've actually been in another body? It doesn't make sense. It is far more evil than you understand. Perhaps, and let me suggest this as a pastor, Whatever is in your body making you feel like you're in the wrong body was previously in someone else's body at some point and has convinced your spirit that you're in the wrong body. Pastor, are you talking about demon possession? Yes, you're darn right I'm talking about demon possession. And I bring you evidence of what I'm talking about. This this choose your pronoun nonsense has gone so far. There's even a whole section on TikTok dedicated to having demon pronouns. Yes, demon pronouns. 10.5 billion views of kids logging on and talking about the fact that their pronouns are demon or legion or demigod. I mean, this is where we are as a culture right now. And, and you want to tell me that this is just normal? You want to tell me this is just natural? No. It is supernatural in the wrong way. It is spiritual. And it is evil and it is corrosive. And it is part of the curse that Malachi chapter 4 talks about. When we devalue fathers. When we make them out to be morons on the screen. When we make them out to look like they're stupid idiots. And literally... The dog in Family Guy is smarter than the dad. This is where we go as a coach. This is where we go. Back to ridiculous news out of the Daily Mail. 007 could be non-binary. Quote, Britain's most famous spy could in future be someone who considers themselves neither male nor female, says Barbara Broccoli. Barbara Broccoli is the producer of the uh, James Bond series of movies. So 
Just look at the headline a little closer. Well, not the headline, but the tagline that I have here up on the screen. It says, Barbara Broccoli has poured cold water on suggestions the role could go to a woman because, of course, we need to make remake every great movie with a leading female now, replace males with females. But in a new interview, she conceded, there's the key word, just pay attention to that for a second. She conceded a future Bond could be non-binary, someone who considers themselves neither male or female. What's up with the word conceded? Do you know why? Because she was she was baited into this conversation with the interviewer. The interviewer was like, shouldn't 007 be a woman at some point? She's like, no, 007's a man. Well, then she said this, do you think that he could be non-binary one day? That's the interviewing ask. The interviewer introduces the idea to which Mrs. Broccoli, Miss, sorry, Miss Broccoli replies, who knows? I mean, I think it's open. We'll just have to find the right actor. That is not in any way suggesting that they are going to make 007 non-binary. Do you know what that is? That is making sure that Ms. Broccoli doesn't get canceled. That's what she's doing. She's making sure that she doesn't get canceled for saying no to the non-binary cancel culture crowd. The interviewer pushes the idea and you, as an interviewee and the producer of one of the most successful movie franchises in history, has to play the game out of total fear of the woke scolds that you might get canceled. That you might get canceled, or not canceled, she's not really canceled, but may, might get vilified and attacked like J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling, by the way, is turning into quite the bold uh, purporter of truth lately. She tweeted out, war is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength, the penist individual who raped you is a woman. <laughs> okay, it's an irony tweet because she's um, attacking this policy in the London Police Department that is now going to let men who rape women and get arrested for it and booked and then identify as a female be booked as a female. This is insanity. But this is where a culture that eschews the moral foundations of the Judeo-Christian ethic finds itself 60 years after the sexual revolution. So... A man rapes a woman in London. He gets in jail. He gets thrown in jail, waits trial, and then he decides to show up before the judge and say, no, your honor, it's ma'am. <laughs> it's ma'am. Remember that video from GameStop? It's ma'am. Anyway, that's where we are now. And the, the moronic nature of our culture continues. And this is where we are. This is where we've come to because men do really matter and fathers do really matter and when you have a culture that does not celebrate it does not support it does not promote it all bets are off by the way the 007 franchise should do the right thing and just make idris elba the next 007 am i right let me know in the comments below i think he would be a fantastic james bond anyway the point is men are necessary Men are necessary, and the church needs to promote this not cave to culture. Not cave to culture. How do we call it cave to culture? We're caving to culture as the church on a regular basis. Caving to culture includes ordaining women as pastors and elders. Yes, I said it. This is not biblical. There's no passage in the scripture that backs this up. Of course, women helped Paul the apostle and the other apostles. And of course, women are integral to a church's ministry and the mission of the gospel, and they can prophesy and pray in church, but they are not to be ordained as pastors and elders. It's just not biblical. But now the, cult, the church wants to be cool with culture, so they do it, because that's what you're supposed to do, follow culture. That's what Jesus did. No, he didn't. 
He stood against culture. Only in his culture, it was a highly religious, self-righteous culture, and he stood against that. Today, in our culture of liberalism, leniency, and immorality, it's the church's job to stand against that and speak the truth with clarity. Caving to culture means twisting the clear words of Scripture to suggest anything other than a mother and father family is God's idea. Caving to culture means failing to challenge and train men to be mighty in the Lord. Listen, guys, Jesus raised up 12 men to change the world. Paul had 17 young men that he mentored and he mentioned in his writings. Those men, Timothy, Titus, Luke, Philemon, amongst many others. He not only mentored these men, he mentioned these men. He told them that they were valuable to him and to his ministry. And I fear we're losing that capacity as a church. We're caving to culture to give into what they think is right. And my friends, our world will pay for it. We've got to fight for this. We've got to stand up. We've got to say something. Hey, like the video, subscribe, and click that notification bell to make sure that you get more and more of this content that will help you stay sane in a world that is losing its stinking mind. Men matter. And let me close the episode out by introducing you to this man. I don't even know who his, what his name is, but you know what he did? He packed up his truck with a grill, a bunch of meat, and a ton of bottles of water and drove to Mayfield, Kentucky, right after it was destroyed by a tornado and lost electricity. And here he is talking about why he came to the city. I know they don't have no electricity, so that means they don't have no electricity, no restaurants, or no running water, so I just figured I'd do what I can do, show up with some food and some water. That's a man. That's a man who honors manhood with his actions and his fellow man with his charity and his compassion. And that's what we need more of. Not more confusion, more godly compassion. Amen? That brings me to the fact that the deep dive is back tomorrow night. The deep dive with your host, me, will be back. Again, sorry I have not been doing the shows as much as usual, but it's been a very busy December. And I'll join you here tomorrow at 7.30 to go over Romans chapter 6. I look forward to it. Make sure if you can help out the channel. We're going to be on Rumble. We are on Rumble. Subscribe to us over there so that when we get canceled, we will still be available to you. Support the channel with the cash tag, Tim Hash Live or timhashlive.com slash support. There's tons of swag on the uh, website, timhatchlive.com, and check out all the social media channels. This was The Deep End with Tim Hatch. I'm so glad that you guys are here. Make sure you're back tomorrow night at 7.30 p.m. for The Deep Dive. And if I don't see you before then, Merry Christmas. <laughs>